Shall we begin? This is Jackie Smith, and you are listening to Keep It Magic Radio with myself and my co-host Storm Sestivani. Spend a little time with us in the next hour to charge up your week, find new approaches to the same old issues, and smile at the ridiculousness of life. Storm and I push the spiritual status quo, and we challenge you to step outside of your comfort zone to help you take your magic to the next level. Keep It Magic Radio is sponsored by Coventry Creations, where no matter what your problem, money, love, protection, maybe a bit of motivation, we have a candle for that. Now open your mind and get ready to expand your life with Storm and Jackie. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to what will be the first of the last two episodes of this format, at least, of uh, Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, and I'm, of course, here with a lovely, talented, gifted, beautiful, spectacular, I don't even know, and I, I can't even create any more adjectives for this, um, Jackie Smith, and, of course, um, cruise on over to our website at www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, if it's love, romance, money, health, wealth, uh, you need a job, you want a job, you need some spiritual cleansing, you name it, we have a candle for it. So make sure you cruise on over there and check out um, coventrycreations.com. And, of course, you can find Jackie and I all over the known universe. And um, what's exciting for me today, Jackie, is that we're going to be talking about one of our favorite authors, but um, also um, uh, we're going to have a guest on the show with us, which is very rare for Jackie and I. I think we've had a handful of guests over the past um, six years. Um, It hasn't been very many. Correct. And, um, of course, it's um, Michelle Blanchett Russell who, of course, is from Smudge Metaphysical. She's kind of like my BFF by proxy. <laughs> yeah, she could be. Yeah, I'll let yeah. you borrow her. <laughs> she's like my BFF by proxy. You know, she's Jackie's friend. <laughs> 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 this will actually be my first time talking to her, but, you know, uh, I've seen so many posts from her over the years and, uh, you know, messages and both of us liking each other's stuff and all this other stuff. She's like the BFF by proxy, so it's, uh, it's <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, so what's been going on with you? Oh, it's just kind of been nuts in my world. Um, I'm August is is a big marketing month, especially when we have um, this year, because we have um, the Crossroads limited edition candle coming out yet, and we have a new twist to it, of okay. course, because we never do the same thing twice. Well, yeah, we do, but not with this one. And um, it's Coventry's launch of Coventry's 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, the official anniversary, so we're going to do a year-long push past that. And it's, of course, my birth month. Yeah, um, and, and mine. Then, uh, yeah, and all this has got to get done lickety-splickety. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's lickety-splickety. You know, people think, you know, because in the past we've always take, taken August off, um, they're like, oh, you know, what did the two of you do laying out on the beach drinking margaritas or, you know, in my no. case, you know, laying in my bedroom drinking a margarita? Um, and honestly, no. <laughs> no, because honestly, I'm in the, in the midst of all this, I'm just over the moon or over the world in um, doing the Other World Explorers weekend with Susan Diamond. We have yeah. we've been plotting and planning that out for a little bit, and it's um, I'm so excited about this because I get to do a whole weekend of Akashic Record stuff, not just a 90 or or 120 minute class. 
How about that? Oh, that sounds fun. Isn't that amazing? Of course, you are the author of DIY Akashic Wisdom. I I am. With Patty. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's probably um, the best book uh, that I have ever seen on the subject. Um, oh, thank uh, you. And it's, it's a subject, you know, um, looking at stuff in regards to, like, Edgar Cayce um, and stuff like that, I can wrap my mind around that. Until your book on the Akashic Records, the rest of it I thought was kind of metaphysical woo-woo fluff. Yeah, it's really... That is my that's my healing space, um, and that's where I take my clients, and we do really deep work. Yeah. So you know, it is, uh, uh, and what I really respect about that particular book, and also Coventry Magic, um, is the fact that you did a great job in regards to bringing both that both subjects down to a physical, practical level, of course, with you being a Virgo, you would. But, um, I'm all a, about the system. Yeah, to a very practical level that was actually usable. And, you know, that there's so many countless, um, uh, which we will be getting into a lot of this um, more with um, Michelle, but there's a lot of countless things that I have purchased, Jackie, where, you know, you're, you know it, it's like the big fad book of the week, you know what I mean? And you get it and you sit down and, you know, you're on page six and you're in the WTF zone. Right. You know, and you're thinking to yourself, what is this mumbo-jumbo? Well, it's I mean, really what is this interesting all about? that you say that. And listen, let me tell you, there's some amazing authors out there and amazing yeah. teachers out there. Um, I have no, um, no animosity for any of them. They've got a really great, great stuff. And when this is what you do 24-7, yeah. um, it, can, it can be challenging to... Read more and more work. Yes. Some of it, some of it sounds the same. Some of it is new and breathtaking. Um, and so, um, when I'm leaving work, I want to be entertained. Yeah. I want to be. I want my brain to go into fun ways, and um, this book I had a lot of fun with. Yeah. I did have a lot of fun. It was deep, and I had a lot of fun with it. But sometimes I, I can't read my industry books on my free time because I'm in yeah. it all the time. Yeah. So I ha- I actually carve out time during work to, to read um, read industry-specific books. <laughs> now, of course, we are going to be talking today about a book. It's called White Hot Truth. It was written by Danielle Laporte. If you all remember, a couple of years ago, Jackie and I did – um, two whole shows dedicated to the Desire Map, which was um, an earlier book by Danielle Laporte. Um, so when she released this, Jackie, I just kind of hopped right on, uh, hopped right on it. Uh, and you know what I didn't know um, because she doesn't talk an enormous amount about it in uh, the Desire Map. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even though that you get the inkling in the Desire Map that she's metaphysically aware. Mm-hmm. You really don't get how deeply that she's been involved in our industry, um, right. and you get that in this book. And um, I recommend anybody um, go out and, or everybody actually, not anybody, um, everybody go out and get you a copy of this book. It is a great summer read, um, and if there is one book 
that you should read this summer besides DIY Akashic Wisdom and Chemistry <laughs> Magic, of course. Of course. Um, you should read um, this book by Danielle Laporte. Let me grab Michelle. Hold okay, on. Yeah. Let me you know, reach into our little guest bag here and pull uh, Michelle out. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. Now, let me, first of all, do the little bit of housekeeping that I need to do. Michelle um, Blanchett-Russell is the owner of Smudge Metaphysical, which you can go to at smudgemetaphysical.com and um, check out all the wonderful products that she has there. And, um, of course, go with your platinum card and make a purchase. (laughs) (laughs) She will definitely um, appreciate that. How are you doing, Michelle? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing uh, amazing. You know, like I was talking earlier, it's kind of like I've known you for years, but have never spoken to you before. I know. I know. (laughs) know It's it's so exciting to be on the show and finally talk to you. It's awesome. (laughs) So um, I got a lot of questions about White Hot Truth, um, and uh, it's pretty interesting. One of the things that Jackie and I have really never done is kind of an uh, an industry type of show in which we talk about the experience of, you know, what it's been like to be in this particular industry for an extended period of time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, my, my question, first of all, to you, uh, Michelle, um, what has been your overall experience of the metaphysical field? Well, um I've had my store open um, for just over two years, and I'll be honest because we're talking about white hot truth. Um, <laughs> it's it's been um, uh, interesting and full of growth, um, full of hard truths, and full of things that I've had to work on with myself, and and a lot of of reality um, in the spiritual world. Um, and you know, with myself and others, and it, it's it's hard. Even just owning a a regular, let's say, business um, is is difficult. It's a lot of work. And I think owning a metaphysical business, you have those hardships that come along with a, a business, but then the added spiritual issues that that come along with it. it, it it's interesting that you met that. Now, Jackie, you own a metaphysical storefront, also. Um, mm-hmm. uh, do you? find that the the practical application of business um, conflicts a bit with metaphysics? No, I just think you have another layer added on. I mean, if you have your business foundation set up, um, I mean, accounting is still accounting, HR is still HR, um, marketing is still marketing. Um, mm-hmm. All of those things, and purchasing is still purchasing. It's just what you're marketing, what you're purchasing, who you're hiring, and how fast the money's coming in. <laughs> but we yeah. still and and the purpose of that money. But Michelle sold herself a little bit short. She's not new to the spiritual uh-huh. metaphysical world. She is um very she's been you've been doing this Michelle for years. Your own yes. personal journey yes. is what got you to open your store. Yes, I'm just a new business owner. So tell me, so what was speak. that journey, Michelle? What got you to decide to open up a metaphysical store? Because I think it's very relevant to um, uh, this topic. Um, well, I I did an extensive business plan, first of all. 
Um, I've always been involved um, with personal growth, and I began doing the spiritual part of of spiritual of um, personal growth, adding the spiritual part to it about 11 years ago. So I'm I've always been on that journey of self improvement and learning more about myself and and making things um, better. Um, but then I didn't I wasn't happy with the job I was with. I didn't find it fulfilling. Um, because we all grow and change. So with the changes I was making personally, it just wasn't a good fit anymore. So I had a decision to make, and um, I spent a long time, probably about a year and a half, um, planning my brick-and-mortar store to see if it was a good investment, if it was a good business decision. Because owning a business isn't – it's a business. Um, It has to deal with making money, even a metaphysical or spiritual business, um, it's still that business. You have to run it properly. It has, you know, how to make sure it's a good investment. You're going to be able to live off it. So I spent a lot of time researching that. And then when I found out, hey, um, there's an opportunity for me and I'm going to do it this way, um, then I, I decided to make that, that leap into owning my own business. Yeah, it is. Um, I think with Jackie and I, we were kind of dipped in the river sticks, you know, spiked angles mm-hmm. by our hair. Um, and it, 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 in, in 87, 88, when, when we got started, Michelle, there really wasn't any form of um, litmus test or any form of real business yeah. example. We had Shirley MacLaine, <laughs> which, um, you know, who's probably like the great-grandmother of metaphysics at this point. Um, the, but, you know, it, it was a lot, a lot of trial and error and uh, yeah. deciding which, which you know, path that you wanted to take and all of the information at that particular point was starting to flood out. And interestingly enough, you, you remember, Jackie, we still only had six books. I mean, right. <laughs> there wasn't that much material. <laughs> you know, now you go into a metaphysical bookstore and there's 700,000 books, okay? Back then you would go into a metaphysical bookstore and you would get, like, um, uh, Madame Blavatsky. I mean, you know, this is the material that you would be reading. Um, and you know, there, there was some when I first got in. There was a few like really game-changing, cutting-edge books that that it's it's interesting to um, see that they're still in play. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. You know, the um, uh, 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 it's really interesting to see because at that particular point, the metaphysical field was um, still very um, connected with like science of mind and unity and all that other stuff at that point. So you had all of these books scattered everywhere. But there was ne- nothing, Michelle, that told us how to run a spiritual business. So it was just try as yeah. you may, you know. And if you succeed, yeah. you su- thankfully we both succeeded. But uh, if you succeed, you succeed. If you don't, oh well. Um, uh, and I, I think that the 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 larger issue in regards to all of this is that we all there is a particular process and i think one of the things mm-hmm. to meditate on is what was going on in your particular life when you decided to get involved in this particular field and i think that that is kind of the root or the seed level um of everything um, and it is the particular point that you can go back to, I think, in many ways, and see whether or not that you have grown and whether you have not. And in some ways I have, and in other ways I'm still, you know, the, the 19-year-old boy with a, a deck of tarot cards on Venice Beach. But um, it's pretty interesting. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Do you think, um, Michelle, do you, you know, I was telling Jackie about this question before uh, the show, and it's um, really interesting, and I think it's great for all three of us to discuss. Um, do you think that we are constantly on a path of trying to improve, but we're kind of like going around a mountain for 40 years when it should only take us like <laughs> X amount of days or a short period of time, and we're making it more complicated than we should? Uh, most definitely, I often feel like that. <laughs> or because you, you, you self-doubt, um, am I doing this right? Fear pops up, you know, challenges pop up, and like, ugh, you know. Um, everybody, I think, deals with those same challenges, you know. But um, when I look back in retrospect, you know, because you, you do your personal inventory and, you know, like you said, or was I, you know, in the beginning, or what was I going through when I made these decisions? I think everything is, we overanalyze too much. And you just, mm-hmm. if you go with the flow more, and and when you when I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? This was tough, but, man, I learned, I learned this, this, and this from it. Or this wasn't as bad as I made it out to be. Or I made this mountain myself, right? So mm-hmm. I think having that ability to... to you know, look back and learn, um, that makes things a bit more easier, I think, to tackle in the future or future obstacles that that come around also. Uh, what do you think, Jackie? Um, sometimes I think it's, sure, We looking back, I'm like, oh, I could have been so much shorter if I'd only done this. And mm-hmm. this. Yeah. But I don't know if I would trade any of the – proverbial 40 years in the desert um, for a shorter journey looking backwards on it because there's a lot of stuff that that was huge mistakes and there's a lot of stuff that in my my journey I I glossed over or I was blinded to but I can't say that it was a wasted journey in any way shape or form so if it takes 40 years maybe it, it just takes Forty years, because you have yes. to, you can't. I mean, if you if you have no idea to look for an opening in a rock, you know, to get through, then um, and that would it would never have crossed your mind. You have to wait until you. That's a new thought pattern, thought process yeah. to get there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree with both of you. And you know, one of the things that I, you know. Um, Michelle, I'm sure that you know that I'm a Kabbalist by this point. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, so I work a lot with the Old Testament of the Bible, and I work with it in a very an- analytical sort of way. And, you know, you have this particular story in which the Israelites have escaped from Egypt, um, which is a code word for ego. Um, it, it, so they've escaped, you know, this bondage and this ego, and, you know, they've run off into the desert, and, you know, they get trapped going around this mountain for 40 years. And what I, what I ask is, number one, there's nothing in that Bible that doesn't have a reason, okay? So what is the actual reason for the 40 years? 
Um, and I think that Jackie was just kind of uh, hit upon it. You know, you don't necessarily know whether there's a hole in a rock. And it kind of reminds yeah. me of, um, you know, when we were all kids, you remember when that, well, we were actually young adults at the time, but, you know, when the Super Nintendo came out and we had the Mario Brothers and we were trying to play it, and at first you can't get past level one, and slowly, you know, you get to level two and you learn to jump and you learn to, to do different things and bounce on things, and then you're finally at level four, and then you get frustrated for a while and you stay at level four for a while and the next thing you know you're at level 126 you know um uh, and uh you know i i think that i think that life is kind of that way uh you have to go through particular experiences in order to analyze things in more of a proficient or more of an applicable way in order to make life work um, and I, you know, there's so many times I think that we try to run through life without reading the directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I compare it to to like climbing a ladder. You can't just you're not going to get to the top of the ladder right from the bottom or even the middle. You have to go up every single step. You can't yeah. just skip. Or no, you fall because, off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's but it's it's supposed to be that way. So I love. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love it. You know how much I love it when people come to me and they say, "So what? What do I? What books do I need to read to know what you know?" And um, and then the first thing out of my mouth is mine, both of them. Um, but but then it's really there's I can't tell you what books to read to know what I know because you're never going to know what I know. And it's all some of it's books, some of it's experience, some of it's trial and error, some of it's divine influence. I, I can't tell you because mm-hmm. um, there's no, as much as we want there to be instant experts mm-hmm. in this field, like, well, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I've been downloaded all this information from spirit. Um, and, and I have, you know, I'll, I'll step into the land of crazy. I have in really weird instances been given just, just a ton of information more than I can handle. And, um, but I'm still not an expert, and and I'm still not um, an elder in it or a master of it because having knowledge is is not the same as having mastery. And um, you know, having I have lots and lots of knowledge by, and it all exists within the pages of the books that I own that are hanging out in my store. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 it's pretty interesting, and I'm going to get back to the. Uh, instant expert stuff um, in a few minutes because it's important. Um, One of the primary points that Danielle makes in the beginning um, opening part of the book is she questions or or that the purpose of life, basically she says, is to be free. Um, My question to both of you, okay, I'll start with uh, Michelle. Um, What does freedom, the word freedom mean and are we really free? Hmm. What I think freedom is, is um, for myself, it'd be a feeling of, of peace and inner, inner confidence. Um, like reading this book, I could relate to a lot of it. And I agree. I agree with a lot of what she says. And freedom's when, when you're, confident with yourself when you're okay with yourself and you're not um 
being influenced by other people. I find when you're trying to keep up with the crowd or you're trying to be spiritual enough or you're trying to, you know, oh, I'm not magical enough or, you know, that's when when you're a slave. You know, that's when you're a slave to what other people think, other people's values, other people's ideals. I think real freedom lies when, when you have that sense of peace within yourself that you're happy within yourself, proud of yourself, and it doesn't really matter um, what other people think and do. I think that's that's what my inner freedom comes down to. Jackie? Freedom. Um, I'm going to start singing the song now. Freedom! Um, <laughs> it's kind of um, parroting a little bit what Michelle said. We are... In America, we are so enamored with with our freedom. Um, so right now, it's that word has left a little bad taste in my mouth uh-huh. because people are talking about their their freedoms um, being more important than my freedoms. So um, I think we have a charged word uh, for me right now. And that um, the only one we can really look at is is um, are you free from you know the the addictions, the limitations, the fears, the all of the, all of that um, to pursue being your most divine or most appropriate self. Mm-hmm. I, um, I agree with you. Um, I also think that we are. And, you know, of course, Michelle is in Canada. Well, she's close enough to the U.S. that should probably influence her. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think that um, we are inundated, Jackie, with the propaganda of freedom, the propaganda of um, we live in a particular system that allows us basically ha- to have the um, unbridled right to do whatever it is that we want with a few limitations. Um, but I think that the the glamour of the word freedom, um, and it is a very glamorous word, um, because it implies that you have no uh, nothing that tethers you. And you have to remember that the United States especially, uh, uh, Michelle, uh, Canada has Aries rising, which is um, a little bit more of an aggressive, in-your-face type of uh, um, I-need-to-do-it-now type of uh, a feeling. America has Sagittarius rising, so it's that whole big, huge, gigantic, spiritual um, uh, higher purpose, everything has this bigger cause, and it's about manifest destiny and pushing yourself to the limits, no matter who you walk over. Um, it, that doesn't matter. The people that are obstacles or the limitations really don't matter. So I think that the, the word freedom in the context of propaganda is very, very glamorous. Uh, mm-hmm. The difficulty, I think, with it, though, is that I think that people... Um, in general, are so busy being idealistically free that they have become slaves. Yes. Yeah. I was a just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and different people have different perceptions of freedom. You can be a slave to this form of freedom or this stereotype of freedom and not be free. 
do you think that that's one of the large issues right now? If you were, if you were to, let me re-ask it like this: If you were to come up with the biggest problem that you think that people have right now, in general, what do you think that is? Hmm. Um, the biggest is too much information. Too much, too much um, chatter and noise. As far as yeah. in, in uh, distraction, yeah. So you think that people are losing focus? Could be, yeah. Yeah, I really don't know how to answer the question. <laughs> um, you know, I don't I, know either. It could just know, be I, culture. I, I, I think that it is it is definitely something something to ponder, especially in our particular industries. You know, what what is the mm-hmm. one thing that is really holding people back? Um, uh, if we were to re- reduce it down to one thing, um, well, then if we're but if we're going into that place, into the to the spiritual place, over and over and over again with with clients and customers and conversations, really, it all comes down to over and over and over again is people are afraid of their power. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Uh, well, well, true power comes with with um, responsibility, and I think we see and feel that. Yeah, I'm not talking about power over. I'm not. I'm talking about that inner power to to work and manifest. And sometimes you get tastes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, to self heal, to um, actualize, to become more aware. All of those. All of that is part of our, our personal power. And and I, I just watch people get a taste of that personal power, and then they go, oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> and they retreat. It scares them. It's scary. Michelle, why do you think that is? Because <laughs> I think Jackie's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie and I do each Michelle. other every show. I mean, I uh, <laughs> get used to it. This is what Keep a Magic has been about. <laughs> No, actually, I have given me the smackdown on on personal power um, to use it. You know, don't be afraid of it. And and I think it's exactly that. It's there's there's the price, right? And then there's fear. What do I what do I do when I'm when I'm this awesome or I create this or you know there? Then you have to face then you have to face your inner inner tape that you need to to fix and mm-hmm. heal, right? Your insecurity. So so there's work that goes along with that also. And uh, and that's part of the part of the price. I, I think that also one of the things may be the word responsibility. Yeah. Um, because when you do hop on to your own personal power, um, you're now making your own particular choices and decisions about how you like want your life to run. And the moment that mm-hmm. you do that, you can't blame anybody else for it. Well, you know, exactly. and, and let's circle back to the let's circle back to the word freedom and yeah. responsibility. Because freedom, um, so so often when people are describing it, it's freedom from responsibility, and and you cannot be free and not responsible at the same time. Those two don't come. That's called unaware. That's called innocent. That's called um, disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. There is another place, and when I was reading um, the first chapter, which I will tell a lot of people the first chapter is a little bizarre when you read it um it's all over the place and i had to read the first chapter three times 
um, uh, because I, she goes so fast in the first chapter. I was starting to think, am I losing my mind? Why am I not following this thread of thought? So I had to read it three times until I realized that she was actually using it as a literary device to, um, uh, to show the insanity that we put ourselves through. And um, one of the things that she talks about, which this is the part where I did start laughing, because Jackie and I have talked about it for six years. Each year, Jackie and I say to ourselves and on the show, oh, we're not going to work so hard, and we're going to take some time for us. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're going to try to be a little bit more balanced, and, you know, everything is about balance, you know, and and juggling your personal life with your business life, and we don't want to work as much anymore, and it's not all about 24 hours of work. And then when she talks about this whole idea of life balance being a sham, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just busted out <laughs> laughing so hard because uh, for me that has been the case. Has it been the case for uh, for you, Michelle? Oh yeah, definitely. It you it just gets more and more, and I think like the more freedom you do things because you want more freedom, and as as a business owner, you know you you want the freedom, but then it's more work. And more responsibility, the more freedom you have, right? It's like this is this was a scam, you know. I, I wasn't told this, right? But um, I, it's amazing how much has shown up in my inbox and in my um, social media feeds about how um, um, this this you know four hour work week is a lie. Yes, and you can't start there. That's like the top of the ladder you're talking about. People get so excited, I'm going to build a business, I'm only going to work four hours a week um, or 40 hours a month. Or I'm like, what? I need a 40-hour day. It's not real. I mean, it's real for such a small percentage of people. It's kind of like that's the person who lost 150 pounds in two weeks on Metafast or whatever it is. Um, It's Results are not typical. Yeah, and um, and it's a little, it's a little frustrating, um, to have people say, "Well, I don't want to work this hard. I didn't think this is going to be this hard." It doesn't matter if it's their own business, or personal development, or whatever it is they're they've put in front of mm-hmm. them. This is too hard. And, and it's not a generational thing. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's the millennials or the Gen X or the Gen Z mm-hmm. or any. It's not a generational thing. It's it's a life thing. That's why yeah. there is. That's why we don't have um, an independent business every ten paces. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, one of the things that I think of, and I don't know if this happens to the to the two of you, but when I open up my email box, Jackie, and uh, I see all of these particular ads for, like, the four-hour work week, um, uh, you know, um, uh, the the five guaranteed ways to get 10,000 likes on your Facebook page in 12 days. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like this, and then you, you you look at it, and to me, I start to you know, albeit I look at the fact that you know I have a I have a pretty successful business, um, it, but it makes me feel like you, you know, it, it makes me want to work even more. I mean, I just start getting crazy with the uh, uh, with this stuff in regards to thinking, why does this person have the luck of doing four hours a freaking week, and I need a forty hour day? Yes. 
and and here's the thing is that um the person who's getting to that four four hour work week um the big pie in the sky thing they worked probably about 150 hours a day to get to that place yeah yeah um, yeah that's and, the that's the reality and this is not fair because I have not read the four hour work week book. I've I've skimmed it. It's actually on my shelf. And so it's not fair that it's for me to critique that. Um but uh um, <laughs> maybe we should but read the, it. <laughs> Yeah, I oh I have a lot of knowledge <laughs> in the pages of the books that I own. <laughs> Actually, I want to, one of my life ambitions is to go through all of my books and actually read them, but I don't know if it's humanly possible in this lifetime. I mean, <laughs> I know. Starting, I want you know, to I'm learn the skill of real. learning through osmosis. <laughs> yes. I mean, I need to go mm-hmm. over. I mean, if this magical stuff is really working for me, shouldn't I be able to rub, like, some oil or something on my hand and just lay it on the book? Yeah. You know, this whole download yes. thing, I want to be able to download yeah. an entire book. Yeah, exactly, and have it work through your mind like in uh, The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, That was such such an exciting proposition. It's like that and transporters, I fascinate about both of them. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing is, Jackie, is I really did, you know, the whole transporter thing now. Um, (laughs) But I I can understand why you're fascinated by Because I would bribe someone to just, like, shave five pounds off every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, one of the um the other large points that she makes in chapter 1, which I thought was it really affected and influenced me, is she says, "Can you stop craving to be different than who you are right now?" And then she says, mm-hmm. "Transformation begins with a radical acceptance of what is." We did a whole show on radical acceptance. Yeah. Yeah, we did a whole show on radical acceptance. Um, I, I was laughing about that. And um, radical acceptance from the uh, the Buddhist um, uh, definition, uh, Michelle, um, in case you or a listener do not know, um, is basically you may not like a situation at all, but you're going to accept it is what it is. Um, right. uh, and it doesn't mean that you have to like it It just is what it is And there's no point of trying to magically Change it into something that it is not um, You know, the magic is when you realize It is what it is um, Yeah well, and I, Yes, I love this because um, That's that's Well, me at times But also clients that come in Who just don't understand why he's not returning their calls or why they're not getting that job or why um, these things are happening. The radical acceptance is that he's not that into you and you have to really look at your qualifications and how you're presenting yourself in your in your resume and interview. One yeah. of the things, and, and uh, Michelle, this is a question for you to see what you think about this. Um, one of the things that I think that is hindering a lot of people in regards to a lot of things in their lives is that they're wasting their time on circumstances that are not aligned with them. Whether it be relationships or a career or whatever, you know, how many people are running around trying to get old Joe when old Joe isn't interested in them at all, really, okay? And they, you know, find themselves obsessed and, you know, uh, uh, 
burning 15 comes to me candles and, uh, you know, uh, and he comes and then they have to burn, you know, 47, uh, you know, love <laughs> and sensuality candles. <laughs> right. <laughs> and arrest right. the no, and That's too much work for me. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, 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 I think that people are wasting sure. a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, I see it all the time. What do you say to these people? Well, um, probably what they don't want to hear. Actually, I always say what they don't want to hear. Um, Because because I've had to be very real with myself um, with with personal growth. Because when when you're fooling yourself into thinking, you know what, I really need this, or I need this person, and, and this is going to make me happy, um, it's, it, it's a distraction from focusing on, your, on yourself. And everything always comes back for you, uh, to yourself. And um, so I always bring people back to focus on, well, what do you really want? Is it this person, or, or is it a sense of, you know, um, love or belonging? Because if you want to find somebody... Um, that's healthy or this type of person, then it, you got to start with yourself. You know, magic exactly. is all about yourself. Yeah. Well, as I always say, you you cast the spell upon yourself first. You have mm-hmm. to do the yeah. work on yourself first before you can expect the um, outer world to respond to that. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And people waste a lot of money on on people's falsehood. Well, I'll do this for you. I'll heal you. I'll I'll get you this person or whatever, and and I think it's a it, it is a, a waste of time and money for for people. I, I will tell you when I when I was reading the first couple of chapters of this book, and she goes on with her list of all her appointments and these weekend getaways and these <laughs> seminars. I was like, yeah. you need to really four more books to pay for all that. Um, <laughs> I mean, the list was was just incredible. You know, her psychic and her afternoon with her astrologer, both Eastern and Western, um, just in case one didn't give her the information that she wanted to hear. I mean, mm-hmm. the uh, it was all crazy. And, uh, Jackie, do you think that we spend too much money on uh, uh, stuff to try to improve our lives when we already know the answers? Oh, my God, No. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> All of these things enhance the journey. <laughs> get your candles, get your crystals, well, get your Himalayan salt. I'm not talking about our products. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right, just a second. Um, all those oils are really important. Well, no, actually, I think I think what it is, I've always said this, is that if you don't know how to vibrate love, if you don't know how to manifest love, sometimes you need tools to teach you how to vibrate that. Yeah. Um, do we, you know, in, in some ways it's, it's, it's like shoe shopping at Payless. They look cute, but they're going to feel horrible after 10 minutes of having them on. Right. So go and, and, and save your money and go get the good pair of shoes. Go get the real Birkenstocks. i got fake Birkenstocks on right now, and I'm not a happy girl. Go get the real ones. <laughs> So so it's like get get the um do we waste our money? I'm never going to tell a customer they wasted their money on anything in my store. Um because as a as a Do you think we waste money in general? Do we think you you want me to say yes? No. I know you know that I can feel it all the way over here. Is it I don't know, is it is it wasted or is it part of the journey? Uh, th- so this is right. what I'm reading in the whole book. Yeah. In this whole book that this is part of her journey. 
And now that she's she's 75% of the way up the ladder, she's realizing all those harnesses that she put on further down the ladder to keep her from falling are actually keeping her from growing. Uh-huh. But um you you don't you can't trust the journey until you until, until you awaken to the fact that the harnesses are heavier that make the journey harder. Yeah. So so again I'm I'm still at this place where I love I love reading her journey and this whole thing cuz it's so similar to mine and I'm laughing at the realizations and and at the same time at the same time I get I get a new seeker in the store. Uh-huh. And I got this new girl in the store the other day and she got a, a Thoth deck and then she got Robert Place's Adam and Eve. Robert Place and Rachel Pollock did a Adam and Eve major arcana tarot. She's never read tarot before in her life. Uh-huh. And she got the two hardest decks in the world. But <laughs> and she's in love with them. And uh-huh. she has a million and one questions. And I said, honey, just jump right into that uh, Kabbalah stuff because that's what you need to get through these decks. <laughs> and if you don't want to start at the beginning, it's going to be a long, arduous journey and you're going to get frustrated. But at the same time, I'm looking at her and her eyes are shining with excitement. I, I, lo- I love when people discover that crystals, the energy of crystals work for the first time. I'm so excited when they, when they uh, candle magic works for them. And so... Uh-huh. I don't think we spend too much money. Um, we spend what we can afford. I don't think that we spend too much money either. I think we're buying the wrong products. <laughs> we, we should all be buying products. And here is the point, which I'm sure that, that both of you deal with. Um, and you can tell me, Michelle, if this has been your experience. The customer that comes in that you know, for the 40th time to get her come-to-me candle to hold her relationship together or to get the guy to call or to get the guy to come back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, thinks that the answer is the come-to-me candle when possibly what she should be using is an attraction candle to pull somebody that is more aligned with what it is that she wants out of relationships. Um, yeah. Uh, and quit worrying about old Joe. And, and yeah, yeah, I have. I'm I'm, spe- I'm thinking of a specific customer that I've had for over a decade, and um, that is exactly the journey. And I would stand there and have conversations with her half hour, forty five minutes about the real healing here, and she'd go, "Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. Wow, you're really good." Wow, that's amazing. Okay, but I want this candle. I want what I want. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so after about three or four times of doing that, she'd come in and go, oh, my God, I'm so happy to see you. What you want today? What can I get for you? What can I pull off the shelf for you today? And um, and she would already have it in her head what she wants. So I'm not going to argue yeah. anymore. I'm not going to try and convince her. I'm not going to lead her to the water. No, because uh, people are going to do them. what they're going to do. Yeah. No mm-hmm. matter what. Even, like, we have people come in and you explain that, you know, you don't want to manipulate people's will. You know, like, you have power over yourself. No one wants to hear that. Like, they want they want Joe to come to their door magically and love them forever and it's 
hot and sexy, you know. So even if you tell them um, the truth, they're just going to do whatever they want anyway. The great irony, I think, in regards to idealization, which is what that is. Yeah. You know, the idea that Joe is going to love you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He's going to do nothing but want to have sex with you all the freaking time. Um, yeah. And he is going to adorn you with flowers and all of these wonderful little gifts all the time. The whole idealization of that. That if they actually got that golem, <laughs> they wouldn't want it anymore. I mean, could you imagine exactly. some guy wanting to have sex with you 24 hours a freaking day? We have names yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or, or the guy that, you know, is bringing you flowers and gifts every day, you know, and uh, adorning you with all this stuff. You know, first of all, somebody has to take it all out when it dies. I mean, it, it, that would be a lot of work. I mean, uh, uh, you know, or, uh, I mean, even the, you know, even if you did want to have sex, six or seven times a day. Could you imagine how many showers you would have to take and how many trips to the store to get hygiene products? Yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I it's mean, the they, reality. You know, you, run, you, you try to peel, peel away that illusion to the reality. And, you know, some people were, oh, yeah, you're right. And then other people just, you know, whatever, give me that candle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah I don't know. I think that there is a huge, gigantic pain and hunger inside of people, that they're using something, they're trying to take something outside of them, whether that be people or drugs or alcohol or politics or, I mean, anything at this particular point, Mm -hmm. um, and using it to fill up something that only they have. What do you think about that, Jackie? That's our. That's human nature. That's our. That's our. Um, that's our first. That's our very first coping mechanism. Well, no, maybe the first coping mechanism is is screaming, but uh, as toddlers will do. Um, but I want it now. But I, I think as an adult, that is that is a go-to coping mechanism that we all experience in one way or another. Is that that kind of escapism, or the yeah. kind of denial of of what we need to do it's it's you know we're all looking for to empty this to fill this void and yet um uh-huh. i don't know if we can fill the void i think the journey is all about filling that void i think that journey, i don't know a 20 year old or even a 25 year old or even a 30 year old that doesn't feel lost uh-huh. i think that's the yeah. journey and do you think having the void michelle is part of that journey I don't know. I Yeah, I think so. And I, I think part of that journey, too, the purpose of the void is that's how you get to know yourself also. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is that void? And, you know, what am I, what am I filling that void with? You know, I think when you mm-hmm. dig deep inside to figure out what that void is with, within yourself and what, what you're filling it with, you get to know yourself more. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, yeah, so, I see that, that that's the purpose, and that's why we have that void. I think without yeah. it, you know. And, and don't you think we fill it with part different of the human experience? Right. And don't you think we fill it with different things as, as we um, evolve and transform and age? Yes. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, in, our, in our 20s, we're filling it with experience and knowledge and wisdom because we got none. We're experiencing things, everything for the first time or maybe yeah. the second. In our 30s, you know, late 20s going into our 30s, we want to fill that with family, with our own family. Yeah. Um, and then as we're getting into our, our later 30s, heading into our 40s, we're filling that with community because we want a safe place for our families to exist. Yeah, and then as we get into our our forties, moving through our forties, now we're really starting to figure out to fill it up with us. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if a twenty year old can fill that void with with their con- us meaning fill it up with with um, their connection with the divine, their their place in the world, um, that personal power. I don't think it's possible for that 20-year-old to fill themselves up with that same personal power, that same place in the universe as a, as a 45-year-old person. Just no. because... No, I agree. There's, there's, and, and this is not to diss someone who's 20 and, and going through self-actualization. Um, and, I, and I say this from a place of watching my nieces and nephews and, and now my daughter go through, like, the exact same rhythm. Uh-huh. Over and over and over yeah. again. Well, well, it takes time and it and experience. The you know the longer you live, the more things you go through, the more things you know, the more wisdom you gain. Um, that's what makes the difference. I look like when I when I was in my twenties, it's very different than I am now. Um, you know, you think you know it all and you think you're connected or whatever, and then you know when you get older, you realize, oh, <laughs> you know, um, it's just <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> You know, you just you're so you're different. You know, as you grow older, so it's just it's just a process of of life. And, and I, I agree. I agree. We have time to to cover one more topic, <laughs> and it brings us into the instant expert area. And oh. she talks about a term that I actually wrote down because because I loved it, and it was one that um, uh, a psychologist, uh, John Wellwood, coined was spiritual bypassing. And he defines it as the use of spiritual practices and beliefs to avoid dealing with our painful feelings, unresolved wounds, and developmental needs. Do you find this is an epidemic in the metaphysical field? Jackie? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah definitely. Um, um, it, and again, I think that comes from that um, we all want to feel really, really special. She has a whole chapter on that uh-huh. special, uh-huh. feeling special. And um, and isn't that why we step into this weird alternative um, uh, spiritual practice? Because we don't feel special where we are. And I'm not saying that as, as a negative thing. Um, um, some people find the safety in numbers and, and the safety in the status quo. Some people don't. And so the people who don't, who step into the alternative spirituality, different types of spirituality, they're even even a white person going in, stepping into Eastern philosophies or Hindu philosophies, you're still special because you're the white person in the room. Uh-huh. Um, and and so that whole that whole thing of of I now have to pay my dues is not okay when you need to feel special. Uh-huh. And I was I did the same thing. Storm, I did the same thing when I was in my twenties and my thirties. I was just having a flashback of sitting in a room of forty year olds 
and we're all talking spiritual principles, and they're looking at me and they're going, "How old are you?" I said, "I'm 26," and they're like, "It's like you're, it's like you're, I'm talking to a 45 year old woman," and boy, did I feel special. Look at me schooling all these people older than me. Michelle, do you, um, what do you think about spiritual bypassing? I see it all the time. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I like those chapters in the book because, and it's it's true, um, everybody wants to feel special. I remember when I started doing all kinds of, you know, spiritual things, you want to be a being of light and, and a healer and mm-hmm. and just be incredible and and you know you're um you know an angel like I, I have a lot of people are come in and you know of course I'm I'm an angel of light so are my kids and it's like oh, that's great you know um, but it's it's not real you know we're we're human and and I see a lot of people they're just like experts overnight or they're internet sensations overnight. Um, and you know, you make yourself into whatever you want to be on the internet. Um, yeah. Doesn't mean you really know what you're doing, you know. So <laughs> I, I warn people in my store all the time to research, research, research. You know, always look up and question. I question if I'm going to do something. I totally question it and research it, and I, I tell people that all the time. You know, don't go by what everyone says if they say they're, you know, a super swami healer. Look it up. Get get referrals. Do your research. You know, with everybody, even myself. Research me. You know. Yeah. If you don't my, like it, my that's big, okay. You know. My biggest um, irritation in regards to the metaphysical field is that when you talk to somebody and you're like wanting to get their particular opinion on something, or um, uh, trying to get some form of information, and their first response is, spirit says. It makes yeah. me want to literally strangle somebody. Right. Um, because, Spirit's a glamour. You know, um, yes. uh, to, to the point that I want to say, I don't care what spirit says. I want to know what you want. You have to say. Right. You know? <laughs> if I want to talk to spirit, I'll talk to them myself. Right, and that's a scapegoat answer. Because when you when you ask opinion, you, they, I want your opinion. Take responsibility for your viewpoint. Don't blame it on spirit. You know. Yeah. But I love. I I did I did send you all a message on my favorite favorite part of the book, mm-hmm. which is spiritual glamour. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a spiritual glamour is regarding your spirituality as a qualification for special treatment and superiority. Or a New Age douche. Um, yeah. <laughs> Usually the latter. So, yeah. Um, spiritual Glamour uses spirituality as a shorthand for clout. And it's awesome because I love that line of, you know, that whole, like, spirit says that you should do this or spirit's telling me that you should be like this. And I love her line saying, great, now I have to disagree with you and all of your spirit guides. Yeah. Um, yes. it, it, yeah. That, that, um, I call them ambush readings. Um, an ambush reading is, is to me a manipulation to get somebody to do what you think they should do. Yeah. Or they're not brave enough to say that they disagree with you. So instead that they want to bring in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
you know, and yeah. Mary and Buddha and Kuan Yin and everything else, um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 to, to disagree with you. Um, and they put it under the umbrella of, uh, well, spirit says, well, how the hell do you argue with spirit? Well, you know, spirit didn't say it to me, so I'll wait for my right. own. Yeah, my response is usually if I want the answer from spirit, I'll ask them myself. Um, uh, usually, yeah. actually, my new answer of late is when somebody says spirit says this, well, I'm concerned about your disassociation from your own thought process. Uh, yeah. Um, That's you know, a they good have one. I that. like that. I like that. Or, you know, they have pills for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Michelle, I want to thank you so much for coming on uh, with Jackie and I. It was a lot of fun. Oh, thanks for having me. It was a lot of you're fun. Very, you're very welcome. Um, and make sure that you check out Michelle's website at smudgemetaphysical.com or check out her store in, um, where is it, in Ontario? In Windsor. Windsor, Ontario. In Windsor, Ontario. Right across I thought it was from it. Detroit. We call it South oh, Detroit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you go to Detroit and you just hop across the bridge and, you know, you're at Michelle's yeah. place. <laughs> so make sure if you're in Windsor, Ontario, that you stop and see her show or stop and see her store. Um, she puts on a really good show when you're yeah. on her show. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we hope that you have a nice day, Michelle. Oh, thank you. You too. It was so great for you to come on with us. And, uh, Jackie, also, people, um, if you want to get a copy um, of uh, White Hot Truth, um, I don't know. Jackie, are you going to be get this for your store? Not at this time. I mean, not I want to, but I'm, I'm, I would hate to promise it and um, not deliver. Yeah, yeah. We're in the middle of, you know, buying our staples. Yeah, so um, make sure that you go over to Amazon.com or your local bookseller or Barnes & Nobles or whoever. I think she even sells copies on her own website. Uh, I think but so. But it's White Hot Truths by Danielle Laporte. Um, if there's one book besides Jackie's to read this summer, this is it. So <laughs> uh, make sure you check that out. And, Jackie, we're done. And if you really want to know more about the Akashic Records, you want to have an amazing, immersive weekend, um, check out the um, – other World Explorers. I believe it's otherworldexplorers.com. Okay. Um, it's going to be in California, and we're going to be in the Redwood Forest doing oh. that. That sounds fun. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, and so we're going to, what we're going to do all weekend there and every other moment of my life is we're going to keep it magic. Yes, we are. <laughs> so speak life, everybody. <laughs> feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between yo it's crazy amazing we can turn our hearts through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable hope can live or die so speak
gets twisted Other days my thoughts just fall apart I do, I don't, I will, I won't It's like I'm drowning in the deep Well it's crazy to imagine Words from my lips as the arms of compassion Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak With the words you say Raise your thoughts a little higher 